0: Welcome to I'm Not Targeting, You're Targeting. Talking mostly sports, mostly in the SEC, and mostly with the Bama bias. And now, time for your hosts. Tom was a regular starter on his Pee Wee football teams. After high school, he took a relatively unknown intramural college football team and had them one win from the playoffs. Late in his college career, he was a two-sport star and relinquished his college eligibility to enter the NBA draft. As an undrafted free agent, he turned to sports gambling and poker to make ends meet. Now he's here to share his life experiences and general sports knowledge with the world. He's Tom Sims, he's Rush Chairman, and he's damn glad to meet you. His sidekick, who he from parts unknown, Red Bay, he claims he can beat any listener at GALCA, which is probably correct considering you guys have like eight listeners. He has three Fortnite Victory Royale solo wins. He's been known to weeble and wobble, but he's never fallen down. He has the face for radio and the voice for newspaper, Mr. Jason Tiffin.
1: Welcome to installment number three of I'm Not Targeting, You're Targeting. Along with my co-host, Tom Sims, I'm Jason Tiffin, and we're here to talk college football, mostly in the SEC and definitely with the Bama Bias. How are you
0: doing today, Tom? I'm good, I'm good. The beer's flowing like wine over here, so that always perks me up. All right, are you with the Cahaba Blonde again? No, sir. We're talking about the SEC West today, so in tribute to my boy Tua... I'm on the Kona. Big wave, actually.
1: Oh, uh, that is the the big wave. And then the, what's the other one? Longboard. I drank a lot of them at your house last week. The longboard. Uh, the longboard is my preferred beverage of choice in that brand, but the big wave is good as well. All right, we're going to jump right into the ACC West, but not before we have the word of the day. The word of the day is Kafkaesque. And if you watch Breaking Bad, you kind of might know what that is. And I looked it up, and it's got a great definition, one of those definitions you love in high school where you actually have to look up another word to see what, what it actually means. <laughs> Kafka is, according to maybe, I think, Urban Dictionary. I can't remember exactly where I went. Characteristic of the oppressive qualities of Franz Kafka's fictional world. Now, with a name like Franz, he has to be British, right?
0: <laughs> I will give him credit for that he's, he's Maybe definitely German. not from America oh, we're, just, we're America. just
1: guessing here so uh, like I said I had to look up Franz Kafka to see who he was he wrote short story. best of my knowledge he wrote short stories and it was a lot of depravity in his short stories so if you're let's say that uh, let's say that Bama is at Auburn in 2013 and we have one second left and we're about to line up for a 57 some odd yard field goal I would say the the stadium, according to the Bama sideline, was probably very Kafkaesque. It was very ruckus and not, not a lot of hope. And as we know how that turned out, very Kafkaesque. But that's the word of the day. All right, today we're breaking down the ACC West. Last year, of course, the champ was Alabama, who went on to win the ACC title and uh, just ripped Georgia's hearts out again. And uh, make the playoffs, but Bama lost a lot this year, lost uh, you know, uh a buddy of mine and I were talking the other day, what other college can lose a first round draft pick in uh Josh Jacobs? And where did, did Harris? Was he second or third round? It's one of the two. But who who can lose those type of backs and still expect to B twelve and 0 at the end of the year. And it's not just me expecting it, it's not just Tom expecting it. Las Vegas Westgate has us at eleven and a half wins, so they're begging you to take the under. So but we did lose a lot. And Tua, can he stay healthy? Can he not? Jalen's not there to be the uh, the life preserver this year. So Tom, I broke down the east, seven through one. I'm gonna let you go ahead and start off with the West.
0: Okay. Well, Before I get started, I decided to surprise you a little bit tonight on my SEC West Countdown. This may go over like a lead balloon, but I'm going to give it a go anyway. Do you know who Cormac McCarthy is? I do not. I figured. He's an absolutely wonderful American novelist and screenwriter. If you've ever picked up a book, you might learn something. But anyway, I, I've attributed a Cormac McCarthy quote to every West team. Uh, I hope I hope this is as funny as it is as in my head. So we'll see. It's not,
1: not going to be. Spoiler I'd alert, folks. It's not going to be. <laughs> <laughs> That's where the narrator
0: come in. It wasn't. All right, go ahead. <laughs> All right, so... Uh, My seventh place team I have is Arkansas. My quote, I guess you ought to be careful about cussing the dead. I would say, at the least, there probably ain't no luck in it. So I'm not going to say Arkansas is the dead, but they were pretty lifeless last year. After recording a meager two wins, they've got no place to go but up. They should be better, but uh, in the SEC West, uh, a little bit better doesn't count for much. Uh, they have to go on the road to Ole Miss, which sealed the tiebreaker for me, and I landed them here in the seventh spot by virtue of losing that game. What say you? I guess I'm, I don't have any
1: fancy quotes, by the way, but I guess that uh, you and I are just absolutely opposite on this. Uh, I figure now that you, your commentary, I think I know who your number six team is, but my number 16 I've got Arkansas at six. Uh, and I'm putting it to year two of Chad Morris, as you know. Last uh, last podcast, I'm a big believer in year two, and I think that I think that he can get it done. He, I mean, he's got to, like you said, two wins. That is just embarrassing. I mean, what are we, the ACC now? Uh, I can't put them higher than sixth because they recruit like Wake Forest. I think A and M coming into the league really hurt them. I believe there's some kids that were not quite Texas quality that wanted to play in the SEC, so therefore they had to go out of state. Arkansas is a pretty natural fit for them. Well, now those kids are going to A&M and still playing in the SEC. So I've I've got the toss-up game with Ole Miss. I've got Arkansas coming out on top.
0: Wow. Wow. Well, so that dives me right into my Ole Miss. And I quote, Scars have the strange power to remind us that our past is real. The events that caused them can never be forgotten. If that's not an Ole Miss quote, I don't know what is. We'll see if Matt Luke will be able to overcome the scars left by Hugh Freeze. They're still rebuilding, in my opinion, and will be hook- lucky to hold on to the sixth spot. But, uh, again, I've already said them in Arkansas will duke it out. I got them coming out on top.
1: Uh, Ole Miss, I have it seven. I got them in the cellar. And uh, you know what else? Reminds you of the past? Tattoos. And I have a few of them. But (laughs) with Ole Miss, (laughs) never trust a team that has a head coach with two first names. I mean, Matt Luke looks like he should be your bagger at the Home Depot. No offense to baggers at Home Depots, but he is way out of his league in my opinion. Uh, Freeze stockpiled the talent at Ole Miss, but he's gone. He's long gone. Those players have dried up last year. You know, they had the two wide receivers – Names escaped me, of course, because I didn't write them down. Uh, A.J. Brown and I can't remember the other fella. He's built like a Greek god, though. But they both went in the draft. Those guys are not walking through that door at Ole Miss. Uh, there's no quarterback with the last name Manning walking through that door at Ole Miss. I have got them 0 and 8 in, in the conference. So, wow. Yeah, uh, this, it's going to be uh, it's going to be pretty brutal. Pretty brutal for them. They have as much chance of winning a conference game as I do winning a victory royale solo in Fortnite.
0: (laughs) Hey, didn't you say you had three of those?
1: (laughs) I do. Two of them were because people got lost in the storm, and then I've got one (laughs) legit kill. (laughs) Yeah, I have no
0: idea what that means, but it makes me chuckle. Uh now now I'm going to put a, a different twist on this because I just thought of it and wish I'd have thought of it to begin with, but now i thought of it now, so I'm going to implement it now. Now I'm going to give you the Cormac McCarthy quote, and you're going to associate it with the team that I've got in fifth place. The quote is, Word gets around when the circus comes to town. <laughs> I'm going to have to go...
1: Uh, it could fit a few teams. I've got to go Mississippi State based on they used to have clown shoes as their head coach. <laughs>
0: yeah, you are correct, sir. Mississippi State. You know, uh, Moorhead took, uh, Mullins recruits last year and minus the absurd loss to Kentucky. It was pretty much a good solid first year, but, uh, I'm actually looking for an implosion this year, which will remind me of Barnum and Bailey. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Eight wins would be a lot or should be a lot, but uh, I think seven is where they're going to land. And I'm not going to back it up with any more than just uh, I feel like they're a clown college.
1: Well, Tom, as you know, my whole family will probably disown you for sure and possibly me after those comments because my dad graduated from state. My first, my oldest three nieces graduated from state. My eldest niece married a former (laughs) quarterback (laughs) at Mississippi State.
0: (laughs) Yeah, so, you know, we
1: got a lot of maroon and white bulldog fight over here. And, but I I mean, we in this podcast, I can't just, I can't put Mississippi State up at number two because of my family. I I put them at five. And uh, I just don't see, you know, Ole Miss, Arkansas, I think they can win both of those. Their cross game is permanent. Uh, opponent is Kentucky they should get be able to get that one this year now that Snell is gone they pull Tennessee and I think they go to Tennessee and uh, that's going to be a tough cross cross division game because we got uh, Pruitt in year two of course Moorhead's in year two as well but I'm 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 thinking Tennessee is going to be a little bit better and can probably beat State and that takes you to the other four teams in the SEC, which are LSU, Bama, AM, and Auburn, is, is State going to win any one of those four games? I mean, maybe one in three. Level. I'm going to tell you this, they're not going to be in any one of those four games. So I've got them coming in at number five.
0: Yep. We're, we're the same samesies there, my friend. Uh, okay. All right, my, four. My, my next quote, if there's one thing on this planet you don't look like, it's a bunch of good luck walking around. Well, uh,
1: wouldn't you? The, the key word to me in that quote is luck. I'm going to go with the Auburn War Eagle Plainsman Tigers.
0: <clears throat> you didn't listen to the quote very well. It says if there's one thing on this planet you don't look like, it's a bunch of good luck walking around. I mean, to say that the Auburn are, is not lucky would be an atrocious statement. Do you want to re- revise your guess?
1: I'm gonna go A and M, and that's my final guess. And you're gonna have to A and M is correct,
0: sir. It's correct. (laughs) I mean, the Aggies (laughs) should be much improved this year, uh, but their schedule is the antithesis of lucky. I got it out. I wish I could remember the word of the day. I might could apply it here. Something about (laughs) Jacques Cousteau, I believe. Uh, Close enough. Yeah, A and M goes to Clemson. Georgia and LSU; those are just road games. Not, I mean, I don't. They couldn't win those games at home, but they go on the road for those three, and then they also play, of course, all the other West teams, including Bam at home. Uh, so, I think there's a lot of divisions out there, and and even possibly conferences across the country that A and M could win this year, but the SEC West ain't one of them.
1: I, I agree they can't win it, but I do have them one spot higher than you. I've got them at three. And, wow, year two, Jimbo Fisher. And uh, I I, did, I do not keep up outside of when AM plays Bama and then A&M plays Auburn. I just don't give them a lot of uh, airtime on the TVs because I, I don't know. I just never – you know, I guess they're just not a traditional ACC team and – Therefore, I don't follow them as, as much as I would an LSU or a, a Tennessee or even an Arkansas, South Carolina. But I know listening to the pundits and and listening to Media Days last week.
0: Hey, I'm a pundit. They're real big
1: on <laughs> they were real big on mind the quarterback and you know Jimbo supposedly some big quarterback whisperer. So I, I have them I have them finishing third. Can they beat Bama at, at AM at College Station? I mean they can. But I just I, yeah I wouldn't bet on it. I just think that Bama finds a way to, to outscore them. That is a tricky game for Bama. But I'm I've got A and M at number three. So that rounds out your first four picks. And now at this time we're gonna break into the meaningless topic of the day. And I'll be quite honest. I know we talked pregame before this, and you could you could uh, gay you could uh, my giddiness was. Permeating through the microphone, Tom, uh, <laughs> we've talked about this in barroom talks a lot. And, and a lot of times it's just to rile people up. Like if we find out uh, somebody is a soccer buff, we'll be like, man, that's not even a sport. And then we'll come up with reasons why. Of course, I do th- think spoc- I do think soccer is a sport. But the question of the, the meaningless topic of the day is what constitutes a sport? So would you like to go first, Tom?
0: Oh, I... <laughs> I would love to. I've been I've been waiting to talk about this my whole life. I personally have always abided by one hard and fast rule for a sport. One hard and fast one. Now I've got I've got a couple of side things that I like to slip in there, but there's one rule that I can pretty much blanket across the board, and I'm on board with it being a defining entity on whether something a sport is a sport or not that rule is there must be a live defense when the opponent is on offense and there must be some sort of ball in play that's it that's it that my friend really really sets the ground rules for for lots of sports Baseball, football, basketball, soccer, rugby, polo. That's water and horsey polo. Both polos are in. Um, (laughs) Tennis, hockey, volleyball, all those. Offense, defense has a ball. Hockey technically has a puck, but you, you get the gist of it. Not sports. This is really easy. Not sports. NASCAR, not a sport golf not a sport track and field every event wow not a sport weightlifting no sport skiing ice skating spelling bees because you know once upon a time somebody told me what's well, on the ESPN it must be a sport spelling bees on the ESPN sir that's not a sport Should bowling Ocho. not a yeah that Ocho exactly uh Dodgeball is probably a sport. I hadn't really looked at it close enough, but that's that's my definition. That's what I'm sticking to. You'll you'll have a hard time getting me off that uh, opinion. What say you?
1: Well, well, <laughs>
0: man, I'm uh,
1: glad you went first there, you Neanderthal. <laughs> um, I
0: have
1: it. I have it broken down into three categories. I have what is a sport. I have what is not a sport, but does involve physical exertion. And then I've got some gray area. Okay. So, let's – here's my – I've got three bullet points for a sport. To me, a sport, physical exertion is involved, skill is involved, and you have a clear-cut winner. Basketball, football, baseball, softball. Golf has a ball. Huh? It takes uh, skill, it takes physical exertion, and – You have a clear-cut winner. Soccer, hockey, curling, darts is a sport, my friend. Oh, my God. It takes tremendous skill, some physical exertion, and what was my other thing? Then we have a clear-cut winner. like when I wax your ass. And like when I wax your ass at Willigan's every time we go, clear-cut winner,
0: Let me Let me interject here before you go on. You're in... Not only have you not convinced me against my rule, which which holds true, just it's easy to apply, but also, as a secondary rule, nothing, nothing can constitute a sport if the majority of its casual players can drink during it. Darts, out. <laughs> Billiards, <laughs> out. You, you... Golf, out. Damn
1: damn fine points but i'm sticking with my sticking to my guns here okay now let's get into what is sure if my daughter ever listens to this i'm, I'm sure to get a strongly worded email or text message or tiktok or whatever fancy app they have downloaded now these youngsters <laughs> uh cheerleading not a sport figure skating not a sport gymnastics diving is not a sport swimming however is a sport because swimming is has you're on a time clock and you have a clear-cut winner now in cheerleading figure scale before I makes people so mad that they tweet at us using the hashtag targeting not targeting let me let me clarify I call these this not a sport but it has it it takes a lot of physical exertion and in some cases tremendous physical exertion okay so, you have phys- physical exertion. You definitely have skill involved. You do not have a clear cut winner, and it's scored. And like with the cheerleading competitions, they're scored. And who's to say what I think is a great toe touch that you, I guarantee you, Tom, you and I have probably watched the same amount of cheerleading competitions in our life. And I promise you, when we saw, if we'd see a girl do a toe touch, we would not have the same, just on a scale of one to 10, we would not have the same score. And, Figure skating, we can, you can never trust the Russian judge. I learned that in the 88 Olympics, or maybe that's, the 92 Olympics.
0: That's correct. That They're, and, they're untrustworthy.
1: But, you know, the, the people that, that, play, that, that participate in these activities, phenomenal physical features and strong and fast and ridiculously good-looking in some cases. But, no, not a sport. Now, I have a third topic, and this is my gray area and on this under this topic i put boxing and mma there might be some more i just listed those two physical exertion is involved definitely skill is involved definitely it is scored however there can be a clear cut winner if and and I'll, I'll i'll discuss that then i'll discuss the scoring uh you know on a, in boxing if you knock a guy out and he can't make the the standing 8 count he's if the match is over and you've won and you're like but jason you talked about scoring, boxing is scored. If it goes 10 rounds, 12 rounds, 15 rounds, whatever the case may be, they decide a winner, and that is true. But the layperson, you take the layperson to judge diving, they don't know what the hell they're doing. You take the layperson to judge boxing, we can, I can go to any bar and watch a boxing match, and outside of Vegas uh, deciding who wins the match, you're going to know who won. I mean, it's obvious who won this round, who won that round. Very few times you're gonna be like I'm not sure. I mean that's gonna be a couple of times, but in a 5th let let's say we have 15 rounds, you're gonna have a clear cut winner in the round probably 10 times, and that's all you need, and then it's over. But to reiterate, I have I have a few more sports listed than you do as the actual sport, and um, the cheerleading, the figure skating, things of that nature. Anything, a lot of the what's that's what we found when we were talking about it at work. A lot of the activities but not sports are in the olympics they're they're judged you know the the top i would say the top watched, the most watched summer olympic activity is gymnastics and then i would say the top watched uh, winter uh winter event in the olympics would be figure skating and both those are judged neither one are a sport
0: oh yeah that, <clears throat> i agree with a lot of sports you don't have but uh I agree or disagree that you you you've got things like boxing, you know that further proves my point that you mentioned you could watch boxing in a bar. You certainly can. It don't have to be on TV. Any two drunks can get in there, and you can definitely see who wins. (laughs) And it certainly certainly takes endurance and strength to win. but it does not constitute a sport, sir. Now, if you'd have thrown a ball between them and they were trying to pick up that ball and get it the other side of the bar for the other one, knocked them over the head with a beer bottle. Hey, we might be onto something. That would get on the ocho. But until you until you get a ball in the boxing ring, until you get a you know a, a, a boomerang on the figure skating court with live defensive you know linemen from the From the I don't even watch soccer or uh, hockey, so I couldn't even think of a name of a hockey team trying to play (laughs) defenseman on it. But you know, one of the Northern, yeah, the red or the blue wings, whichever one. Till you get that going on, no, no sport.
1: All right, agree to disagree, and a great conversation there. And if you listen to this and you have your own thoughts, tweet us out using the hashtag targeting not targeting.
0: That's not a sport. All right, Tom. Let's jump back into the
1: West. We have three teams, (laughs) three teams left in the West. You are. Let me get my notes back up. I I I went through four pages of writing, feverishly angry stuff to tell you after you said that uh, golf was not a sport. So I misplaced my notes, but I have found them. We're at number three. Uh, (laughs) To recap, you have Arkansas seven, Ole Miss six, Mississippi State five, A and M four. I have Ole Miss and Arkansas flip flopped. I've got State at five. Your number four pick, I have at number three. So your number three pick is what are you going to do? You're going to do the 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 cute little quote and make me guess?
0: Okay. So my number three quote that you're going to guess is: People have dreams all the time. It don't mean nothing.
1: Oh that is so tough. It's it's definitely between LSU and uh, and Auburn cuz I know you're a Bama homer. Um I'm going ha- I'm going to let's see that game's at Baton Rouge this year. I'm going to Auburn.
0: You being incorrect, sir. Ogeron uh. still has to yeah, he still has to show me he can get them in a position to win. His, he's got a good old Cajun boy routine working for him down there, and he's gotten a few players to stay home. And is, I mean, his roster is stacked. I think we talked about that uh, previously. He's still got, like, over the past four years, like the number four or five ranked classes you know composite over the four years so he's he's got a team over there and he's got a probably a top to bottom roster better than everybody except for just like that ranking three or four teams but you know what he had most of those same players in those rankings last year too uh are they are they still dreaming or will they live up to their potential finally i say they're still middling i have them at third they'd be fourth if a and m schedule wasn't so hard
1: Oh, you are not going to be happy where I have this team, Tom. I will say you make good points. I do think LSU uh, overachieved last year, but I have them at number one. I have them winning the West. Pause for effect.
0: Wow.
1: <coughs> I'm getting wow. crickets over here. So oh I'll jump goodness. in. All right. Woo! <coughs> I Like I said, uh, uh, O'Jaron had them playing good ball last year. Burrow is in year two. I, I don't really know who they have at running back, but does it really matter? They they have some studs down there every year, year in, year out. And I just really think with with Bama, you know, that's going to be the popular number one pick. I mean, they swept media days overwhelmingly from the West and then also overwhelmingly in, at, in Atlanta. And I'm not going to disagree with that. Well, what, we could not have a podcast, Tom, if everybody agreed, okay? Whatever. So –
0: I <laughs> I'm mad. Uh,
1: I have um. I've got Tua. Uh, I've got Tua. Uh, I will say this. I told Gober this other day, and I believe it. If Tua to of a lower, if he plays every meaningful snap and does not get hurt this year, we win the national title. We go fifteen and zero. We avenge our loss to Clemson, and we win the national title. However, that brings me to why I have LSU at one and not Bama. I don't think he can stay healthy. And it's not a knock on him. Some some guys are just injury prone, and I think he's one of them. Uh, my nephew was. My nephew's a heck of an athlete in high school. Tore his ACL three times. It just It wasn't meant to be. You know, and as with Tua, it's always some little nagging injury, but I think the an an injury to him in the LSU game, and believe it or not, LSU, if you're if you don't follow SEC football and you're listening to this podcast, what the hell are you doing for one? But two, LSU has a better chance at beating Bama at Tuscaloosa than they do at Baton Rouge. Check the numbers. I mean, we have dominated down there since the Bear Bryant days. And I just I feel like that Tua misses a series, misses a half maybe misses the entire game, and I think LSU gets us, and that puts him I have them at number one.
0: Moving on, sir. <laughs> Next quote. You think when you wake up in the morning yesterday don't count, but yesterday is all that does count. What else is there? Your life is made out of the days it's made out of, nothing else. You might think you could run away and change your name, and I don't know what all, but start over. And then one in the morning – you wake up and look at the ceiling, and guess who's laying there?
1: It has to be Auburn, because they've changed their mascot from Plainsman to Tigers to War Eagles. They've played in the jungle. Uh, yeah, they, they're a name a minute. So, uh, And they with Terry Bowden, they used to do audacity. Uh, what else was it? They had a couple of little AU words that they thought were so cute. I thought it was awful. AUFUL, by the way. So, that, I'm going with Auburn. That's your number two team, right or wrong?
0: Uh, of course, that's right. And I'm going to tell you what, if there if there happens to be an Auburn fan listening, it's a long shot, if there happens to be an Auburn fan listening, you might want to turn it off during this segment. I just just want to forewarn you. Because you know what? The fact of the matter is, and this is a fact, this is not conjecture, this is a fact. The fact of the matter is, Auburn is having the best run in the history of their football program. Over the last 10 years they've been to two NCAA championship games and won one of them. They won the SEC both of those years. Do you realize they only have two national titles and eight SEC titles in their history of football? That means they've won 50 percent of their national titles and 25 percent of their SEC titles in just the last 10 years. For Auburn, they're on one hell of a run. They're just not Alabama. You know, it just pales in comparison, and, and, and they don't see it. They can't see the forest for the trees, so to speak. They should be embracing this moment instead of putting their coach on the hot seat in which he's coaching in the glory days. I mean, he is coaching in the prime of Auburn football, and they're talking about getting rid of him because of what we're doing over here in Tuscaloosa. I mean, we are doing something special in Tuscaloosa. But, by gosh, who wouldn't want to trade places with Auburn, you know? Uh, it may never happen again, but as Cormac says, look up the ceiling and see who's laying there. Still Auburn.
1: <laughs> I assume he's got mirrors on the ceiling. That is very interesting. Yes. I've got Auburn at number four. Yeah, I mean, you've got them at two. Of course, your number one team, you, you, the reason they're at two is because of uh, 185 miles northwest of them and i understand that but i've got them at four and to me probably two three and four or three four five are interchangeable and a lot of the auburn love is that we're being we're prisoners of the moment and the last time we saw auburn trot on the field they torched purdue and uh you know malzahn was calling the plays boy they were yucking it up and it was just grand I mean, really, is that where we are as a conference? We're going to hang our hat on beating Purdue in a meaningless bowl game? Uh, apparently, if you're Auburn, you are. Uh, the scary part of Auburn is they have the best defensive line in the SEC, in my opinion, one of the best defensive lines in the country. The linebackers... And
0: one of the most experienced offensive lines. Now, they might have been, you know, not very good last year. That's not up for the debate. But when you get a year into your belt and you all play together, that means something.
1: Well, there's no question about it and that's it's it's a solid number 2 pick for you for sure you're good at number 2 from what i've heard but uh i've got them i've got them at number 4 i don't think they can get lsu at baton rouge they hadn't been able to beat them since 99 and AM that series has been really quirky the road team normally wins last year the home team won i'm going to say the home team wins again that would be AM. and with auburn if, if they if they get it rolling, if they beat Oregon, they could be they could get the number two spot maybe even number one number one in the SEC West. but I think I think Oregon will be a close game and I feel like they lose to to LSU and I feel like they lose to A&M and then they have Florida. Of course they got Georgia coming to town, which could should be a loss, but who knows at the sacred Indian burial ground, but then they got to go to the swamp. So out of out of at Florida, Georgia at LSU at A and M, two and two at best, and uh and I think they drop another one. So I've got them at four. So pretty big differ there. Our number one team, you of course are gonna. Well, y'all won't spoil it. Maybe the listener has zoned out. Give give your little awesome quote, and we'll see if we can guess who number one is.
0: Oh, I look forward to your guesses, sir. Somewhere. Out there is a true and living prophet of destruction, and I don't want to confront him. I know he's real. I have seen his work. I walked in front of those eyes once. I won't do it again. I won't push my chips forward and stand up and go out to meet him. It ain't just being older. I wish it was that. I can't say that it's even what you're willing to do, because I always knew that you had to be willing to die to even do this job. That was always true. Not to sound glorious about it or nothing, but you do. If you ain't, they'll know it. They'll see it in a heartbeat. I think it is more like what you are willing to become, and I think a man will have to put his soul at hazard, and I won't do that. I believe that Bama will be that prophet of the destruction this year. They have 12 preseason all the SEC selections. They returned the most prolific offense in their history, and it's mostly intact. The defense should be better. I know they lost a couple of linemen, but they seem to show up in abud- abundance at the university. There's more defensive alignment that comes out of there than there are championship trophies. That's that's tough to do. Uh, <laughs> the West is never easy to navigate, but uh, i tell you what, their, their schedule is uh, as manageable as it's been in a long time. Go ahead and mark this down as well. I want, I want you to know that you heard it here first. Saban's always good at his masterful revenge tours. We know that one. But uh, I think this year's going to be a little different. I feel like he was fed up with keeping his defense on the field, not being able to run the ball, not being able to smash mouth folks when he wanted to. On the, uh, you know that, that, that was a forte for many, many years for him. And I mean, I know the offense was explosive, and it put up so many points per game. But when we had to run the ball, when we had to get a yard, it was tough last year. You know, if everybody knew we were going to run it, it was tough. I think he changes that this year. I I think that he interjects a smash a smash mouth running game uh, to go with Tua's explosiveness. And to that point, I think Najee gets invited to New York for the Heisman. I think Tua and Najee both get there. That's a that's a that's a big statement right there to have two. Two players off the same team in New York. And, yes, I'm a homer and I've got a bias going. But that running game is going to be something to behold this year. I just feel it. And so, as Cormac says, other teams will have to put their souls at hazard. And many won't do it.
1: (laughs) Yeah, that sounds like a very Kafka-esque statement by him. (laughs) All right, so – that gives us our East and West division champions. We both agree that Georgia win the East. Tom has Bama at number one in the West. I have LSU at number, the, number one in the West. That means Atlanta. I have LSU-Georgia. I have Georgia winning out between Bama and Georgia. Tom, who you got?
0: Yeah, I've got Bama still on the revenge tour. Kirby, just he doesn't know how to win yet. He's too young. He's going to be a real good coach, but uh... – you know, all he can do is recruit now. When you recruit, you get the best players that get you in the game, but at some point you've got to learn how to uh, coach your way to the victory. He hadn't got there yet, and he's not going to outcoach coach Saban. You yeah, may um, just have to wait for him to leave.
1: I will hedge Uh, if Bama makes it. uh, i got Bama winning it. If LSU makes it, I have the East coming away with it with Georgia. All right, that brings us to our last couple of uh, topics here. Instagram model of the week. Our Instagram model of the week this week is Paige Hathaway. (laughs) Paige Hathaway, Tom, I sent you a picture, and I'm anxious to see what your uh, thoughts are. But her Instagram is Paige Hathaway, P-A-I-G-E, no spaces, and then H A T H A W. A-Y, like Paige Hathaway. I hope one day Paige Hathaway to get to Red Bay, Alabama. She lived <laughs> in Santa Monica area. She recently got pregnant. And she's either getting married or got married. And now they have moved to, her and her fiance or husband have moved to Dallas. I can only assume she's trying to get closer to Red Bay. So when she eventually gets divorced, the, the baby girl will be able to visit Red Bay more often. So, Tom, what do you think about Paige Hathaway?
0: I took a peek. She is ripped up. I'll give her that. And honestly, I thought you had a contender tonight. But just as I was looking at her and I was thinking, you know, she might be a, a, a solid, solid comparison to Deb. Uh, Deb showed up in a hot number and I lost all concentration. I quickly snapped back to reality. And <laughs> what you, enough? my friend, will have to keep searching.
1: It wasn't the little red dress that she bought in Vegas with your credit card and then wore to the uh, Super Bowl party at uh, Legacy Stadium, was it? <laughs> good times. It, good it was, times had by it, all.
0: It, it was a close resemblance.
1: <laughs> We're going to have to eventually tell some of our stories, and that's a great story with the Patriots fans bringing their own jam box to the bar. I, that was a boss move. <laughs> Hats off to you, good sir. All right, um, mailbag question of the day. Let's get one out here, and we have today's letter comes from Velma, who lives in Daphne, Daphne, Alabama, (laughs) Velma from Uh, Daphne. Wow. Hey, guys, love the podcast. Really wish you would consider doing a live show sometime where you could take live questions off of Twitter. We will note that, Velma. My question is, when a punt is muffed, the defending team can only gain possession of the ball. They can't return it for positive yardage. I don't understand because when when a ball, and I will put words in her mouth here, uh, when a ball is fumbled, as we know, the the defensive team can pick it up and scoop and score. There's actually a hashtag, scoop and score. You can uh, tweet it out on college football Saturdays, NFL Sundays, and it'll get a lot of hits. But on a punt, and she's exactly right, if a punt is muffed and the defending team gets possession of the ball, they can run to their heart's content, but the ball is going to come back to where they gain possession of it. Tom, why is that?
0: I think that's a safety feature that's been in there for years, Jason, and, and she is correct. She is absolutely correct. A muff punt cannot be advanced by the defensive team recovering team. Uh, now, if the if the receiving player establishes himself and actually makes some football moves and advances his upfield up and then gets hit and fumbled, that ball actually can be picked up and returned. It's no longer a muff. Uh, A muff is, is, is in place, uh, again, for the protection of the receiving player so that the uh, other team is not so adamant about trying to Hit the player when he's defenseless, when he's concentrating on the ball, let's just say he bobbles it, you know, that doesn't give the defensive team the uh, ticket to tee off on him. So that rule was put in place for protection. I think it's worked well. I see no reason to change it, but the. uh, that's a good question. Sounds like she already knew the answer. Just wanted a little background history. And I think, you know, it's for player safety, which is a big topic these days.
1: Good. I, I concur. I concur. All right, guys, that wraps up today's installment. Um, thanks for listening to the first three episodes. We're going to edit these and when i say we i mean tom tom is gonna edit and publish these and get these out they're all three gonna drop so you're gonna be on episode three you're gonna be like oh man what am i gonna do to episode four drops well here's the good news our goal is to bring you a weekly podcast where we have um squared away the time of around seven o'clock on tuesdays that lets us get all the monday night football games over or the (laughs) the monday night football game over it lets all the lines come out for the NFL and college because we're going to be talking heavily about betting uh, in, the, in subsequent episodes. And uh, I figure we're going to record on Tuesday. Tom says that with his uh, professional editing skills, he will get this published on Wednesday afternoon. Look evening, you know. Look for it then. So we look forward to, to building a listener base and and hopefully you can tweet at us using the hashtag targeting not targeting. Uh, Remember, guys, if you're traveling to Auburn from Athens, Georgia, you go south till you smell it and west till you step in it.
0: Take it easy, guys.